0: Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money. From student loan debt, to side hustles, to building wealth, we will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Hello, welcome to another College Investor audio show great to have you along and today we're talking about stashing away some money always a good idea here's how to save excess cash above the fdic limits Mm-hmm. the federal government insures certain types of bank accounts up to a limit but what happens when you have funds deposited at a bank that exceeds this limit that's the question we're tackling today let's get to it so what even are fdic limits well, FDIC, FDIC, no, FDIC stands for Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, fdic.gov. Deposit Corporation being part of its name, the FDIC is an independent agency of the federal government banks participate in the FDIC insurance program deposits at FDIC insured banks have coverage up to 250k per depositor per bank this means that up to $250,000 of your money spread across deposit accounts is covered at a single bank deposit accounts include CDs checking accounts savings and money market accounts if you and another person have equal ownership of a joint account you are each insured up to that same $250,000 mark. So that's a total of 500 grand of FDIC insurance on a joint account. You can calculate coverage for your specific group of deposits using the FDIC's Electronic Deposit Insurance Estimator, EDIE, at EDIE.fdic.gov. You may have missed that, and that's totally understandable. We will have links to all of this stuff at collegeinvestor.com, I promise. You can also find an FDIC-insured bank by using the search tool that is also found on a website that has a long link, which we will include at thecollegeinvestor.com. FDIC insurance does not cost anything, and the good thing is there are no forms to fill out. So the FDIC was formed in 1933 through the Banking Act of 1933, which was signed by President Roosevelt it did not start insuring deposits until 34 at the time insurance was limited to 2500 bucks and would increase to five thousand dollars by 39. in 1934 the fdic was a temporary agency the banking act of 1935 would change that making the agency permanent don't worry there is not going to be a test later so you don't need to memorize any dates Phew. So, before the FDIC, some states tried to insure bank funds. Several insurance programs were formed during the 19th century, but all were gone by 1866. Eight more states would try again in the early 19th century, but soon succumbed to the agricultural depression of the 1920s. So, what happens if an FDIC-insured bank fails today? In that case, the failed bank's deposits are transferred to another FDIC-insured bank. If that's not possible, depositors will receive receive a check from the FDIC up to the amount of coverage for their deposits. For example, $250,000. So this raises the question. What happens if you have more than $250,000 in checking and savings? So let's say you have $200,000 in each account type. 150 of the 400,000 is not FDIC insured. Certainly, you can deposit as much money at a single bank as you want, but once you go past 250,000, you lose that insurance. Now, let's go over a few ways to get around this $250,000 limitation. If you have more than 250,000 in deposit funds and want coverage on the entire amount, you can split that across several banks. Remember, FDIC coverage is per depositor, per bank. Going this route can be time-consuming, both in getting started and maintaining everything, but you'll receive statements from each bank in which you have funds deposits. Um, Additionally, multiple bank logins will be required. There is a simpler method, though, for spreading of funds across banks. It's called CDARS, or Certificate of Deposit Account Registry Service. CDARS.com. CDARS is a network that splits CD deposits across multiple FDIC-insured banks. You'll receive one statement instead of a bunch of them. It makes the whole task of, def- of depositing more than $250,000 and keeping FDIC insurance a whole lot easier. CDARS is limited to cds though while cdars doesn't charge a fee the cd rate you receive will be a little less than the equivalent market rate however for the convenience that cdars provides it's going to be worth it what is d-i-f or diff it stands for depositors insurance fund you can find it at diffxs.com it has been around since 1934. DIF is similar to FDIC insurance, where FDIC is limited to $250,000. DIF covers any deposits above the limit. Pretty cool. Now, DIF, or DIF, is only available at FDIC-insured banks, though. It's a private fund, and like FDIC insurance, DIF doesn't cost anything. There are no forms to fill out. The DIF fund has approximately $500 million in assets. Woo! On DIFF's website, it states: No depositor has ever lost a penny in a bank insured by both the FDIC and the DIF. If you're just wanting to deposit, funds at a bank in excess of 250k while getting the market rate of interest going with an FDIC and DIF insured bank is your best option. These banks don't charge anything or discount their market rates. Most people will never hit the FDIC deposit limit and some aren't even aware there is a limit. But if you ever find yourself with more than $250,000 in deposit funds, now you know exactly what to do with them in order to maintain your insurance coverage. Boom. Okay, so that is it for today. I hope that was helpful. And I know, boy, we covered a lot of stuff like history. There were like 9,000 links that you can follow and look at and resources and stuff. You can find all of it at collegeinvestor.com Search for this, how to save excess cash above the FDIC limits. And you'll find the article and all the links and everything you need to know. Thanks again for stopping by today, and we'll talk to you again very soon.